That's it, Mike. Okay. Thank you. So, members, we have a quorum. And on Starleaf, joining us by Starleaf Conference today is myself, Sinead Bradley, Jerry Carroll, Rosemary Barton, and in the room then are Tom Buchanan and Nicola Brogan. So, just want to remind members, obviously, at, at this stage, that if you want to come in, just you can use the hand raise on your Starleaf or just raise your hand. I can see most of you anyway. So, no problem with that, and just to ensure that all devices are put on silent and um, are switched off. So, just to confirm, the clerk is currently isolating and will join us by Starleaf also, and we're joined by Shane McAleer and of the Standards and Privileges Committee, who are providing clerking duties in the room today. So, if the clerk can inform us of any notice has been received in relation to delegated authority. Seems to be very bad. 
Yeah, just your topic from my end, just to let you know that, thanks. And look, if, if I do go past something and because of the connection, I've missed something, just, just shout, bring me back to it. I don't mind going back, but you know, I don't want people to miss, miss out and get no point across just because there's a bad connection. But it might be worth maybe shave this check and that seems really a bit better now, you know? Okay. So, members are content then with the draft motion? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, at page 13 of your pack, then, is a draft letter to the state that explain that the committee's deliberations and decision to amend standing order 1128. Are members content with the draft letter and to forward it to the speaker? Yeah. In relation to the 1930 deadline, which obviously we had some concerns around, but we wanted to do it in a way that would have supposed to be the cleanest and give and get greatest legal cover even in terms of the speaker's office. So the clerk is awaiting legal advice with regards to the wording of the draft motion to amend standing orders in respect of the 930 AM deadline. We hopefully receive that over the next week or so. And once that, that advice has been received, um, if members are content to agree a draft motion by way of correspondence over the recess period. So the clerk will email us a copy of the motion and I think it just ask that everybody come back and respond just to say that you're content or not content with that because obviously if we're content with it that can proceed over the recess period. Are members, are members okay with proceeding in that way? Yeah. Agreed. Okay, that's great. Um, and the same hope that a single debate on both motions will be scheduled for the new year and the clerk will inform members once that has been confirmed. Nick, do you need to comment on any of that or are you happy that? No, that's, that's fine, Chair. Thank you. Okay. So the next item then is agenda item 5 and that's our proxy voting. And again, members of the call at the last meeting, the committee agreed to the Jarrett's decision. Um, on which option to proceed with in respect of proxy voting, and that was really just to give members an opportunity to um, to have a think about it and, and you know to say what what was the best option. So the clerk's option paper is at page sixteen of your meeting pack, and the responses received from parties and independent members are pages twenty three to seventy three for your information. At page seventeen of the options paper. And as a reminder of the three options identified were option A was to simply do nothing and keep standing orders and permanent proxy voting as they currently are. Standing order 2711. Option B, to permanently put in place standing order 112, which is the current temporary provision for proxy voting. And option C is a more conservative approach containing monopoly and or long-term outside of COVID-19. Based on the committee's previous discussions and consideration of parties' views, option C probably seems to be what the majority of the members are leaning towards. However, if option C is what the committee agrees to, we have to decide whether just to play parentally or to also include long-term analysts. Suppose I won't want to allow members the opportunity to come in. In relation to this, just from my own point of view, my own position would be that I do think you need to go outside of um, parental leave and it should include long term illness because, you know, 
obviously there will come a point when, when an individual and a party will have to decide whether they're able to continue with their role. But I think that they should at least be given the opportunity to be, have a conservative culture in that, where they shouldn't be forced into a position where because their party will not have votes within the Assembly Chamber, but they're making that decision maybe more quickly and not in a considered manner in which they would like to. Yeah, and I think just compassion would say that that's the right approach for me. Um, and I suppose option C at the moment, front, I know that some members would be more content if we kept it as it is at the moment. And I can't say that I'm absolutely opposed to that either. I think we do have time to consider if we want to, to move further. I think that option C is, is for me at this point the right option, but I don't think that we should say that that's set in stone for more. I think that we do need to look at, you know, are there more? Is there more potential? Is there a good way of doing it? The point is showing that the democratic process works properly, and people are accountable, but at the same time, allowing people to make the best use of their time, most effective use of their time for their constituents. So I would like to allow members the opportunity, because the, the screen is so bad, rather than wait for people to put up their hands, if people are okay, I'll just ask you a few comments to make, and then you can come in as, as, I, as I say your name, is that okay? Because the, the screen is so bad that I can't even see if people have their hands up, and I don't want anybody to miss on the opportunities I'm going to take is kind of, and these are in order on the screen for what I can see. Can see. Is that okay? So, Jerry, you're actually pushed on my screen there. Yes, thanks, Chair. Um, yeah, I think ideally, um, B, B was good, and I suppose that is good from our perspective. Uh, but the, the, the issue with B, I suppose, is not the main dirty flexibility uh, issue there. So, um, if there's any way of, of merging B and C uh, with that in mind, it would be the perfect scenario, people, from our perspective. Um, because I, I think it's, uh, I know some people have kind of alluded to, you know, maybe people not being in the building um, or possibly. Sort of taking advantage, you know. Um, but I, I think it's, it's basically, you know, ultimately it's up to the group if they see, uh, like, you know, neglecting their duties or you know not being instrumental or or, or whatever. So uh, I think I prefer a, a amended B, but I know that's not a fabulous chart. But I just wanted to kind of say I would be um be off preference because I think B allows for a more flexible approach to to society and politics. And it isn't, it isn't as rigid as Alan is in CR, so just a few points are, I think. No, no, and I don't, I don't disagree with some of the points you're making. I think it would be fair with me. Claire, before we move on, do you want to come on what Jerry has said, Nick? Yes, um, well, yeah, and, and Jerry's right in the day for you did decide to go with option B. Um, and basically replicate everything that's in standing on the one one two at the minute. That wouldn't then include what we've discussed um, and looked at in terms of the, the half an hour deadline. But um, I'm hoping that we will have the uh, motion ready for that, certainly before and, and almost in place by the time we get to the next meeting. So if 
option B was what the committee decided that they wanted to go for, then you know it would be a very easy thing for us to actually then incorporate the uh, the change to the half million deadline certainly. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that, Bloomsbury. Uh, I would be, we would be considering a party option C. Okay. In relation to proxy voting, we're not quite quite there to go go permanently on it, and we'd like to continue in the method in which it's used at the moment. Okay. Schmidt. Sinead, I don't know if you're on mute or... Uh, you hear me okay? Yes, I can hear you now. Thanks, Chair. Um, yes, to be fair, I'm not fully there yet. I take um, Nick's comment about that half nine, being able to, I suppose it could be incorporated to any of the options that we're looking at here. But I suppose, um, I, I, I don't think obviously today or this format's really working well for anybody to be making any decisions on it. And we do have a bit, of more, a bit more time to digest and I think there might be um, parts of, I suppose, between C and D, there's stuff in D about C value, and so I think maybe some hybrid between the two, which is not fully arrived at yet. Okay. So you would prefer we didn't take a position today in relation to this? To make them more Sorry, Chair, to be fair, I think given that um, the time, because we have got a temporary provision in place, is there any? Because take some advice, do we need time on it? Do you know? I'm just thinking that I am missing out quite a bit on what's being said here. Um, so it's maybe not just an ideal format to do it. And also, I don't feel any huge time pressure on this. Maybe I'm not aware of something. Um, is there anything sure that we should be mindful of in the timing of this? No, I don't think so. Nick, can you just confirm that, that we could wait for the next meeting to take a, a decision in relation to this? Yes, well, certainly, Andy, you know, Sinead is right, there is no time pressure at all on this. It, it, as we've now agreed today that the current temporary provisions, which in other words is option B of 112, are going to be in place until the summer recess. Looking at what is then going to replace those on a permanent basis doesn't have to be agreed until the summer recess. So, you know, there, there is no pressure at all on, on having to get something agreed. It was just that it was, it was something that we had so then we'll come back to this meeting, but, but certainly there's plenty of time. So, yeah, sorry, I heard, sorry, Chair, I heard some of that. So, yeah, I just, um, you know, I'm, I'd be happy to go ahead if one of the teasers I take a vote on it today, but I'm just mindful that I'm not fully hearing all members' views on it, which may scare me, um, and therefore I just wonder, is it, given that there's no huge time pressure on us, um, Maybe it isn't the best to, to force a vote on it today. Shanae, I have no issue with that, to, to be honest with you, because I think everybody's struggling on me, but it just, it's probably because so many of us are in on Starting, they would normally, ordinarily be in the room, so I think that's probably uh, perhaps one of the issues. So I, I am content that we would, we would, you know, bring this back to a future meeting. And if, if others are content that we do the same, Rosemary and Jerry, would you content that we we put up in the top and Tom and Nicola in the room as well, obviously.
Yeah, that's great. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, happy enough with that chair. Again, from, from our perspective, if we're going to make any change to this at all, uh, you know, I think uh, option C is the, is the one that we need to look at. And I have no doubt that whenever you were going through that, there would be that opportunity for uh, that change that may be required or something else added to it or whatever. But again, on the, on the other side of the coin, um, I think that it is something that... Uh, should uh, uh, something that we need to have tied in in some way if we're bringing something like this through that is not if you like abused and when I, when I, when I say that I mean in a sense of, of you know that it's only used where necessary where required to be used uh, because I do believe that the main uh, and, and the best way is for people to be here if at all possible uh, and, and able to vote uh, uh, in person and I do understand the situation we're in at this moment in time but I think whenever we're looking at it for long term, that uh, option C is the option that we would run for. We're quite happy to, uh, yeah, to uh, let us sit uh, to another meeting. Okay, I'm happy to tell and also that we'll come back to this at further meeting. Yeah, Linda, I'm happy enough with that. Yeah. Sorry, Chair. No problem. Well, I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm happy to tell that that's the way we, we go forward. So, um,
including the reform of the petition of concern, language provision, and budgets for the So that doesn't mean that we shouldn't put things on our, on our forward work plan. We absolutely should, but we need to be conscious that they may be knocked off if NDNA stuff comes forward. So there's also been an amendment to the NAF recently related to EU exit, and the committee will have to consider potential changes to standards emerging from this in the new year in relation to consent decisions. So, from my own point of view, members, I think the one thing I can certainly say to of those for me would be WPRB, priorities, but the one that probably isn't is the review of how the order community topical issues because we've just taken a decision as a committee that we wouldn't look at the issue of remand statements. So I think that that would have been one of the ways of doing that. So I think we we kind of have established that we're just not at a point where or we see that as a priority at this time and moment. If people have a, a different view, I'm happy to to hear it, but I would be inclined to say that I suppose I certainly would like to look at the review of eight petitions. Um, and I know there are definitely issues with private members bills. It's, it's really around the plenary time for them. Um, you know, I, I, I can give an example even around special pay leave where it was taken forward in the double Mary Lou and Louise already brought it forward. It was very quickly turned around, what on were of the doll and the, the minister adopted it immediately and you know, hopefully we're gonna see that play straight. But even in terms of the private members bill itself, it was really quickly, it was really quick turnaround on it. So I think that there is work to be done there, but we just need to decide can we do what can we do on this Sunday? So if we had to pick one, where would members' heads be at this moment in time? And I'm going to do the same again because I'm not able to hear you say if, if um, people are trying to get, and I don't want to miss anybody, if people don't mind, I'm just going to call people out in order and then they can give a view on it. So, Tom? Yeah, well, I, I think that. Um uh, if we're looking at, at uh, perhaps maybe the review of, of the um, how order papers are dealt with and issues like that there, and uh, and again the, the topical issues, uh, I think that is something that uh, we could be looking at within the committee. But I mean, I'm I'm quite easy as to what the committee uh, co uh, agrees to on on taking forward. Okay, Tom, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so Chair, did you say you were happy enough or you thought that the order paper dealing with topical issues wasn't um, a priority at the moment? Well, it's not that it's not a priority, but we had talked about member statements and we had kind of decided that we're not going to go down that road. And that, so that would have been a way of sort of looking at the topical issues. We do have topical questions, we have urgent oral questions and matters of the day. So, I mean, we're probably not saying that it's a perfect. That um, it all works perfectly because I, I, I don't necessarily think it does, but I don't think that we have probably have the capacity to look at all of those issues. I think we probably do need to look at them all in the round. So, I mean, my preference would be around the review of eight petitions or the review of private members' bills. 
Okay, I just want to do, double check that. Listen, I'm with Tom really. Um, that I've no personal kind of choice where um, like I wouldn't choose any of them over. So I'll, I'll go ahead with the committee and follow the, follow okay. your lead. No problem. That's great. Thank you. Um, I mean, this year there's there's been no attack or no 
no real possibility of people to uh, carry out normal petitions, you know, uh, and uh, sign ones. And there was some sort of provision or scope for a limited online petition submission. Um, and I think the petition question um, is very relevant, so I would have some things for that. Um, I think the other thing is PMBs and have you one going through process or but it's self interest in terms of trying to get that uh, proceeded quickly. But um, I think obviously there seems to be um, an understanding from the you know, amount of uh, hard work, um, but there does seem to be an issue with uh, slowness when we turn around with PMBs, uh, given that like, there's, there's quite a amount in uh, the system at the minute. Um, I think it would, it would be interested not just from my own PMB perspective, but from the wider. Uh, issues would be good to have a process that it's you know it's um, doesn't really uh, skirt over scrutiny and accountability, but it, it is done in a quick uh, way. So, I suppose, as a, as a, my perspective in, uh, in the, the PMB trip, yeah, I, I think that there is something that needs to be looked at. It is that slow turnaround, and it's not going to, to staff or, or, or resources to be. With you, it is during the process. I was actually having a bit of conversation with the clerk about this earlier. So, and, and that's kind of, you know, where my thinking was at is that there, there, if there's something wrong with processes, then we need to maybe streamline them, we need to fix them, and that could probably actually help staff as much as it helps members if it's done right. Um, and in terms of the petitions, we're just a million miles behind everywhere else, so that's not where we want to be either. Okay, I think the review of the order papers is something that needs to be looked at. Like yesterday, for example, as you said, four ministerial statements, and then it uh, knocked off the adjournment debate at the end. And don't forget that adjournment debate has already come from being cancelled at another time. So I don't, I don't think that's fair, and I think there has to be some way around that. Um, uh, private members, Bill, I do think that they are too slow on proceeding, and that's another issue that needs to be discussed. Can I, um, I'm going to let Nick come in just if he has any comments he wants to make in relation to it, but what I am going to say before we go there is that for the same reasons that um, we didn't take a decision on the, on the previous item. I think that given that it is such a upper connection and I certainly will be in the room at the next meeting and I think we can definitely have more conversation, not even saying that we have more conversation about this at the next meeting, I think if we made it even until the meeting after the next one, but the next one just established a process, so whereby people could even, for example, highlight the priorities in order so that we could just get even to a if not a consensus to a majority of, of the order, you know, whatever, if we would these, these items in. Well, I don't think we have a decision on, on what the priorities are today, but if you are content to take a decision that we can do it in that way, and we may well be able to reach a consensus around this, which would be great, but if we can't, then it'll be just as, as parties and individuals are able to put in order what we think the priorities are and do it that way. I suppose it's a bit like the, the DOC system that we would all use to ensure before committees to establish priorities. Are members content that we would do it that way? Yeah. Content, yeah. No. 
No, that's that, that's fine, Chair, and, and that's the whole point of really revisiting this at the minute because obviously um, we haven't looked at the strategic planning stuff for a number of months because we've had other things to do. But I think it's a good opportunity in the next couple of meetings to have a think about that and see what it is the committee would like to, to press on with. So so that's fine, and um, you know we'll, we'll come back to it. Perhaps scheduled for a meeting, which I think is due on the 4th of February, which is the one after the next, or we can schedule it for the next one, but you know, that's no problem. Okay, that's great. Thank you very much. And out of member's content, then we'll go on to the next agenda item, which is, <coughs> excuse me, correspondence. <coughs> Appeals 120 and 135. Is the latest newsletter from the Human Rights Commission and notification of the launch of its annual statement, which took place on the 10th of December. A copy of the report is at page 5 of your table items. At page 140 is an email available which provides notification of its recently published report on education training and skills for young people aged 14 to 19 years old. Our members contend that we note items of correspondence. Okay. Yeah. Our forward work program then. So following obviously the discussions that we've had today, our strategic plan that Dark will proceed incorporating um how we intend to move forward with those in relation to the forward work program. And we will also continue to progress with our LCMs and the proxy voting then will be on the on the forward work program as well. So our Members content? Yeah. Okay. And the agenda item 10 then is chairperson's business. So, as members are aware, we, myself and Tom had arranged to meet with, doing an informal meeting with the deputy chairperson and the committee clerk and assembly officials to discuss the potential and practicalities of introducing the hybrid proceedings in the chamber. So we we had as it was an informal meeting, there isn't actually a note of the meeting, but I suppose the very short um, brief of the meeting would be what we wanted to establish was was it possible to do the neighbour proceedings as in you know technically can we be linked in and you know can we use the hybrid proceedings and what we were told is yes it can be done fairly easily and fairly inexpensively. Am I right in saying we've lost some members from this meeting? Uh, Chair, yes. Uh, Jerry, Jerry put a note to say that he had to, he had to leave the meeting. Um, okay. I just wanted to be sure that we hadn't accidentally lost anybody. No, um, I think Sinead is still, is still here, but it's gone into the audience um, rather than the spotlight. Okay, thanks, fair enough. Um, so, I suppose just to, to wrap up on that, it, it is the case that it, it cannot be done. Um, it, was, it can be done very quickly. It can be done within a, a very short number of weeks, maybe a, a week, I think it's a week and a half, um, and, and fairly inexpensively. So it is possible, and there are no blockages to it in terms of even how it would work within the chamber. There would be some things that you wouldn't be able to do if you were coming in um, 
remotely, and that will be sort of around say the lack of supplementary questions, and you can't follow up and down the future areas. It just would be impossible for the, the speaker to watch that, and um, even with the help of those at the top table. But if it were a question, you would get your supplementary question. You could speak. The other thing probably wouldn't be able to do is an intervention. But I think if, if, if everybody understands the rules about what's possible and what's not, and what you can and can't do, then, I mean, it is something that we should certainly consider. But, I mean, today, our, our role is as a standing orders. So, I mean, if members have any comments they want to make at this stage, I'm happy to yeah, well, I, th I think you do have, uh, you have covered it well there. Um, there are things that wouldn't be able to be done. And I think that um, if it's something that, that we're going to go with, that I think it'd be good that members get a full grasp of what actually can be delivered. In this, yeah, it can be done. It's something at a cost of fourteen and a half thousand or something to put all in place, and uh, you know there'll be a number of screens around the chamber and so forth. But uh, you know, as as the chair has said, taking interventions and uh, different issues like that would just be it would be impossible to do that type of thing. But in general, for for somebody that that wanted to use it and participate in a debate, that could be done. Uh, but it would only be on on those issues that could be uh, it could be used for. So, um, yeah, if if members uh, if they want to pursue it, then I think it's it's um, they would need to get a full grasp just of what exactly uh, could be done and what couldn't be done, so that it would clear up any ambiguity within it uh, before uh, it would be put in place. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Tom. People really don't understand exactly what's possible. And, and under what circumstances you would be um, coming in remotely as well. You know, obviously, it, it's ideally if, if a minister is up on a, on a piece of legislation or a question, you prefer them to be in the chamber. But as we've seen a number of weeks ago, that's not always possible. We have a number of ministers facing so that's really where this, this conversation came out of. Um, uh, Sinead, uh, Rosemary, do you have any comments that you just want to make or any? Sorry, sorry. No, I'm not sure how it would have been in the first spotlight. Sorry, Rosemary. You're okay, Mary? Yep. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Um, no, Chair, um, I, I'm sorry, Miss, some of this I did fall out of the system and I came in midway there, but in terms of, I heard, or I think the Commission were talking about, and we'll all know that the televisions. Um, that are in the building are obsolete if any of them even still work, I think very few. And there was talk about a rollout um, of new TVs throughout the building. And I wondered is this um, because the the hardware part of it, forgive my non-technical language in this, but if there is um, a cost to it, I'm just wondering or would hope that there might be cost saving to be realised that it would be rolled out as part of maybe that plan to put UTVs towards home and because they would obviously be screens or sourcing screens from some other party. I don't know if that's being considered. Just thinking if there's any cost saving to be had. But it's good news to know that it's considered to be relatively um, not that expensive. Yeah, no, and that, that's exactly the point that it's, it's, it's both in the grand scheme of things. 
that sense, but we still have to establish that it's, it's, it's valuable enough to spend anything on that, I suppose mm -hmm. that's what, but that, that won't be for us to worry about, Rosemary, do you I think, no, I think it's worth something worth considering and something that I think we should maybe further investigate. I know you and Tom have had perhaps a, way, a better idea of what can and can't be done. And maybe if we could have somebody maybe speak to the group as a whole at some stage. Rosemary, that's exactly what I was going to suggest. I think you're 100% right. The informal meeting was really to establish could it be done because we didn't think there was any. And you and bring people to a committee meeting to tell to tell us this can't be done. Of course, yeah. But we'll do that documentation. I, I absolutely agree with you. I think that um, the committee should be afforded the opportunity to ask relevant questions that, that they want to ask. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're content, that is actually how we will um, proceed. But if we will arrange that if that's okay, I give your Okay, and, and arrange that for the new year? Yes, no problem. No problem. Okay. Um, so, I'm just, yeah, I don't think that's. I think that's everything on that item. Agenda item 11, then, is any other business? Does anybody have. No? No. Okay, well, our final agenda item then is the date and time of our next meeting, and it will be on Wednesday the 20th of June 2021 at 2 30 in room 29. Um, just as this will be our last meeting before Christmas, just before Jenny dropped off before this, but just want to wish you all a very happy and a peaceful Christmas. I hope you all manage to get some kind of a break and Come back nice and refreshed and, and, and have some nice time with your family. Um, I know it's been a really active, there's never anything only an active year in this job, to be honest, but this year has been particularly difficult for everybody, and, and that's not really so for those in the collective It's not easy, and, and you're, you are called before seven, so I really do hope you all manage to have some uh, reality time with your family's break. So enjoy it. And, I'll see some of you before before Christmas again, but for those of you that don't, um, have a really good Christmas and enjoy it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. all and Thank you. 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 All the best. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.